no walk-up song today, but you can't hate that song. Mother's Day was Sunday, so this show is dedicated to all the mamas, especially my mama, who's allowing me to stay in East Lansing this summer so I can entertain all my dedicated Warning Track fans and such. But yes, welcome back to another exciting, riveting, compelling show of Warning Track. You know, this time, I swear, it'll be shorter, just because it was kind of a quicker week, a few games against Nebraska, everyone was busy moving out, graduation happened, a lot going on, it almost seems like Michigan State baseball is pushed to the side, but that's why I'm here, to give you a lowdown on everything that happened in the Nebraska series, not the way Michigan State would have hoped that series would have gone, they lost two of three to the Huskers, who came to town, um, in a critical part of the season, so... We'll just get right into it, as always, and we'll talk about game one. The Spartans did lose three to six to the Huskers. Um, they took advantage of the errors in the second, uh, something kind of the Michigan State Spartans have done all season. You know, we've been pushing and pushing, get the ball in play, good things will happen. But that couldn't be a race. Michigan State, of course, would have gone to score three runs, three to six. I don't know if I said that. They lost. Um, but it was another start, a rough start for Ethan Landon. That's two in a row now after being dominant all season. I pointed out in one of my articles that he had only let up five runs in his previous five starts and then up five against Michigan, then another six against Nebraska. So the struggles continue for him, and that's not good because Ethan Landon before it looked like, okay, come Saturday, you could guarantee a win out of him. And, uh, you know, now it's, you know, it, he plays two of the better teams and struggles, Michigan and of course, you got the win against Michigan, but still got roughed up a little now against Nebraska. A crucial game, loses again. And then on is not the flip side exactly, but Walter Borkovich, who was moved into the bullpen, has done a tremendous job and has really owned that role. I keep pushing that every week. So really props to him, you know, because you can't stress enough. That's, that stinks, you know, losing your starting role and getting pushed to the bullpen. That's got to hurt anyone's ego, but he continues to be dominant. No hits allowed, three strikes and one walk so he kind of tried to brush up on Landon's rough start but really just with the bats not being there they really just couldn't get anything going all game and uh you know that was kind of the theme of this weekend almost is you know not a lot of high scoring games for the Michigan State Spartans three runs four runs four runs we've seen him score way more than than this and we but we also saw him leave a lot of guys on base they left on seven now it is good that Nebraska left on ten but, I mean, that just speaks to what we already know. We know the pitching is going to shut him down. We know, you know, we know the bullpen can close the door. You know, Ethan Landon just got roughed up. So, once again, crucial, 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 crucial going forward in postseason for Ethan Landon to be a dominant guy again. You know, we, he, you can count on him for two wins. If you can count on a win for Camview and Ethan Landon going two days, that's incredible. And the way Joe Bonk be pitched, which we'll get into next, um, you know, this pitching staff will continue to dominate. But the bats didn't play their role. Now six runs is tough to come back from, so, you know, we'll give them that. But stranding those guys, stranding those runners, and not really getting anything going. Um, so once again, hats off to the bullpen for shutting down. They did that all weekend. And, uh, yeah, so we'll just quickly move into game two. I told you I told you this this show would fly by, getting, to my, getting my points across. Joe Mockby finally getting that pitch count way up, up to 93 in that game. So we saw him around flirting with those 70s, 80s before. So bump him up up to the 90s now, which is good. So it almost seems like he's here to stay, and he's proving why. He went seven innings strong, five hits, five Ks, one walk, only two runs. 
Good. Good, Joe Mockby. So now you're almost working with four starters. If you get Borkovich going again, um, of course, Andrew Gonzalez and Keegan Barr. Keegan Barr pitched this weekend and did just as well. So now you're looking at a lot of guys who can start games for you in the postseason. We're going to be playing a lot of games. Um, and it's just something good to have in the back of your pocket, let alone have a guy go long relief. If, you know, let's say an Ethan Landon or Cam View gets roughed up, you can have like a Mockby or Borkovich or Gonzalez or Barr come in and get that long relief role. They're used to starting. They're used to pitching really well. Um, you know, it, I'm telling you stuff you already know. We knew this pitching staff was going to be really good, and it's just being emphasized. It's so deep. It, it, this pitching staff is so incredibly deep. Um, Dakota Meccas came in and did his thing, of course, got the save. Um, now, something I want to point out with him, only three strikeouts on the six outs he got and two hits. Now, there's two things you should see here. One is strikeouts are down and two hits are down. What that tells me, coach is probably telling him to be more efficient with his pitches. You know, don't try to overthrow those strikeout pitches, you know, the swing and miss, because that we pointed out last show, or at least I did. I was alone. I was alone. I'm alone again. No Michael. He is uh, he is back home. So, um, yeah, just a side note on that. Wow, I'm distracted easily. Michael will be joining us on occasion. Um, also look for him on the Pack the Sunday show, which I'll be hosting. Self-promotion. Dun, 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 dun. But I'll be hosting the Pack, so you can see Michael on there for some baseball as well. But he'll hopefully pop in and out of the show. I'll be here this summer. Uh, he will be back home. Anyways, totally went off topic there. I don't even know how I got to that. Um, <laughs> geez. Anyways, Dakota Meccas. Strikeouts down, hits down. So we pointed out last show, we. That's where I got to it. Not we, I. I pointed out last show, he's kind of leaving pitches over the plate, which were getting roughed up. Guys were getting a hold of. Um, and that's where those big singles, big doubles, and runs were coming from. So yeah, he let up two hits and kind of sacrificed some strikeouts for it. But got the job done. No runs allowed. Um, so, so you can tell there is some kind of adjustments with Dakota Mekas. Now, I love to see the guy strike out every single battery face, but if it means less hits, of course that's good. Now, we're talking about efficiency with pitches. He's still through 34. Not terrible. Could be better. You know, I don't know what this guy's plan is. Does he want to be a career closer or does he want to be a career starter? Because if you want to be a starter, you know, to me, talking to some sources, it sounds like he's going to come back next year. Um you know, and it's kind of weird as an eighth eighth inning guy, and there's not really a true closer. It's hard to go to the league like that, I'd feel like. So you definitely probably want to see him moving into that starting role. Um, but you got to be more efficient with your pitches, and that's something they're definitely going to be working on, definitely going to be working on. Um, of course, going forward, when this team ultimately and hopefully makes a postseason run. Um, 13 hits for Michigan State in Game 2 in the 4-2 to win. Sorry, I, I always leave out the score. In the 4-2 to win, 13 hits, but only four runs. Everyone reached base but Durkin. So why were there why were there not more runs? Um, well, the obvious thing that stands out to me is three different times they got out on bad plays. Zimmerman was caught stealing. Byers was picked off at first, leaning a little too far. And Bikina was gunned at home trying to score. So right there, those are some missed opportunities. Of course, you know, landed in view, and view we'll talk about next, haven't been as efficient as you'd like. You never know when the bullpen will mess up. Um, you know, it is a dominant staff, but they're, it's, they're not perfect, and there will be days where things go wrong. And these are the opportunities Michigan State has to cash on if they want to win more games. You know, you can't be getting out these silly ways. You've got you to gotta be able to get every run. And you 13 hits, and you can only manage to get four runs. That's rough. That's brutal. You know, you got to be scoring more. On those days where pitching isn't good, you know, where they do let up six runs, you got to get in that seven, eight run zone, 
Um, and one way to do that is take every opportunity you're given. That just didn't happen. Um, another thing I noticed was there was a lot of hits, but a lot of them were singles, and the other three guys batting around them got out. You know, a guy was just stranded, one guy. You know, and couldn't really get anything going. Now, there was a two-out rally in the second inning where they got their first two runs. No no surprise there. We should know that. Michigan State can easily get something going with two, run, two outs. So this team is never down and out. But just to have those, you know, one single guy thinks he's got it going, you know, that, that hit hit parade disease I did in my video stand-up I'm talking about, you know, it didn't really – it wasn't going around this game or really the whole weekend for that matter. Um, they weren't they weren't sustaining any rallies. They, You know, Coach always talks about plugging away, plugging away, plugging away. Um, more or less that didn't really happen. Um, so that's, that's, you know, it's these little things when the pitching is off, the hitting has to be there. And those are the things you got to cash in. Um, cause these are the moments you're going to look back on if you don't win games and say, Hey, why, why did we lose this game here? Why did we lose this, cl- this clutch series? Um, you know, we weren't cashing in. That's, that's what you're going to look back on. Luckily they did come out on top to even the series. Um, but game three, a four to seven loss, uh, did not go their way at all. It was just kind of bad to watch. Um, I sat in the stands that game with my mama, um, and we were watching. It was just kind of ugly the whole time. You know, Cam View looked uncomfortable out there. Um, he has only five and two-thirds innings pitch in his last two starts. That is so un-Cam View-like. Um, luckily, with a guy like that, a guy who could go pro, um, you know, your your top pitcher, one of your leaders, those guys turn it around. You know, they he, he can go and figure it out. He will. You know, as the season ends, I guess hit your bump now before you enter into postseason play. So I, I'm not too worried about Campview now. If it is a nagging injury, you know, that 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 blister on the throwing hand, if that's something, well, that's something to be concerned about. And, you know, it's always interesting with college baseball because you don't try to rush these guys back to get, you know, as much as you're like, oh, come on, we want to get the Big Ten. We want to we wanna go to the NCAA tournament. At the same time, it's like... You know, this guy's a future. He has a future in pro ball. We don't want to ruin it now for him. So it, it, that'd be interesting to see Cam View if it is something worse here. Uh, just really didn't look like himself. And something, um, for those of you who were at the game, he tripped over the base twice when, when he was covering on a ground ball to first base. Uh, one of it, one of them cost him a run. Really didn't affect the game since it was a three-run loss. Um, yeah, he just, it was two outs, and he ran over, fielded the ball, and just fell over the bag and lost the ball. And then another time, just totally missed Missed the bag. Um, I don't know what that was about. I really haven't seen that all season where he was unable to do a routine, cover the bag. That's something every pitcher knows how to do. But that just kind of exemplifies how uncomfortable he was out there, how it really just was not his day. Um, everything. Guys were getting out, they were making solid contact on all his pitches, wasn't getting a whole ton of swing and misses like he normally does. And, you know, just to top it all off, he's getting all dirty because he's falling in the dirt. Um, and that just. <laughs> That just sucks, you know. The crowd's watching. No one likes that. So that was just a bad day for Cam View. And then, really, the bats didn't have his back either. You know, they couldn't get anything going offensively to start the game. It was a lot of one, two, three innings. Uh, maybe some guys would get going, but once again, there was no sustained rallies when they did get guys going. Um, so really, just an ugly, not fun game to watch all around because you see your best pitcher struggle and you see your offense fail to get anything going. Um, you know, I don't want to be Mr. Negative, even though I always seem to be on this show, but MSU will, you know, um, have these really good games they play. 
but at the same time they'll play really poorly against some of the better teams. You know, something that stands out is your your uh, one and four or two and four against Indiana and Nebraska. You know, right there at the top of the Big Ten. Yeah, you get Michigan, but that's a rivalry game, and a rivalry series. And I feel like more is they seem more excited for those games. You got to get excited for the Nebraskas, for the Marylands, for the Indianas. You know, for Minnesota if they play them in the tournament. You know, they. Those are the teams that are at the top of the Big Ten. Those are the teams you're competing with, and you got to prove that you're right there up with them. You know, Michigan State was looked down on at the beginning of the season, and uh, you know, are they proving everyone right that they really aren't that good, or can they truly compete with the best? You know, I'll point to RPI. They are 55th in RPI, which is pretty good, fourth best in the Big Ten. So, from a ranking standpoint, they're getting respect. They just dropped out of the rankings. They were 24th last week. Um, until losing two of three to Nebraska. But, you know, prove them wrong. Can can Michigan State really compete? in the ERA and the pitching and the bullpen, they all say so. But, you know, not being able to st- string anything together at the bats and one blow-up outing from your starting pitcher, forget it. You know, this team can't compete. So, and but I've said before this, you know, I went on a rant last time where it was like, this team can compete with the best. So we, it's really high or really low, and I feel like this Nebraska series really emphasized the lows. And like I said, I'm just worried about this team going forward because this is one of the better teams they'll face, and they lucked lost out there. Yeah. Well, with losing to Nebraska, MSU is tied for fourth with the Huskers in the Big Ten. Two games back from Indiana, 1.5 back from Minnesota and Michigan. MSU has the second-best overall record behind the Wolverines. Iowa sits towards the bottom of the Big Ten, um, and that series is coming up this weekend in Iowa City. I believe that's where they play. Um, uh, so, I, you know, I know you're on the road, but getting two of three, getting a sweepy sweep here would be huge for the Big Ten standings, um, especially with Maryland and Ohio State hot on Michigan State's tails. They have a series with Maryland coming up in East Lansing um, to kind of take that pressure off almost. Where if, you know, Maryland's not tied with you or a game back from you, you're feeling a little more loose. So taking, like I said, two or three of these games against Iowa is going to be crucial for Michigan State to kind of gain that ground again in the, in the Big Ten. And, you know, they're still not out of it for a Big Ten championship by any means. Um, of course, that's the ultimate goal. You know, we always talk about on the pack, checklist. What, what, what do you want to accomplish this season? Beat your rival, check. You know, win Big Ten, check. Postseason, check. Championship, check. You know, stuff like that. So, of course, they want to win the Big Ten. Coach always says they don't look at the standings. I don't know. I don't know. What does that mean to you? I don't know. I feel like you've got to kind of be conscious of the standings, um, especially if you want a Big Ten title. So they got to know these Iowa games are, this Iowa game is important. Um, Iowa is interesting. They usually – they're kind of like Michigan State in a sense. I'd say MSU is a little better, but in the fact just they lose two of three kind of to the bigger Big Ten opponents – um, so their record isn't as deceptive as Nebraska is what I pointed that out last week. And I was like, hey, watch out. Nebraska played a lot of tough out-of-conference opponents. Um, so the record is kind of deceiving. Not so much with Iowa. Not saying their you know, their record isn't – it's kind of, it's just more true to who they are is what I'm getting at. So Iowa, um, whatever you see is kind of what you get. So like I said, they've kind of – they've won the games they should in the Big Ten, and they've lost the ones you'd think they would. So – uh, similar batting stat, stats to Michigan State. Michigan State hits a little better for average, but in terms of runs, on base percentage, uh, striking out per game, they're all around in the same ballpark. Very similar teams offensively with these two. So, once again, 
who knows? You know, the the edge here is Michigan State's pitching. Now we've seen Michigan State's batting blow up, and I'm sure Iowa could do just the same. They got a guy named Joel Booker, kind of like a Miguel Cabrera comparison. I know that's terrible to compare him to a pro, but hits for average and power. That's what I'm getting at. And drives and runs. Does all three. You know, a lot of power hitters don't hit for average, but he does both. So, you know, they have their fair share of guys that can hit as well. Hit for power and hit for average, and they can, like I said, their average is in the ballpark of Michigan State. Still a hit fairly well. Luckily, Michigan State has a stellar pitching staff, as we know. A little better than, actually a lot better than Iowa's. A lot better than a lot of people's. So, you know, pitching, once again, will carry him through the series. Hopefully, you just get bounce backs from Ethan Landon and Cam View, who will possibly be facing Nick Gallagher and C.J. Eldred. Those are the two big starters for Iowa, most likely the Friday Saturday guys, solid ERAs, not totally strikeout pitchers, but they'll strand the runners on. So Iowa has bounced around for a third starter. I mean, Michigan State done, has done that as well with Mockby and Borkovich switching up, but it's been more of like quite a few guys are pitching in that third starter, and they're, of course, they're not as good as MSU in pitching. No, but for real. So uh, the fact is, you know, they're kind of bouncing around that third guy. you got to take advantage of that. you got to win that Sunday game. Well, you got to win more than Sunday, but for sure take Sunday because you're going to get a starter who may not be used to the role completely or still settling in or has bounced between bullpen and starter. Take advantage of that. The bats need to get going. Um, we've seen Michigan State put a ton of pressure on pitching staffs before where you know they cycle through a lot of pitching changes uh, in the inning even. So that's something they need to look forward to on Sunday. Big pitching duels, as always in these Big Ten games, always a lot of good pitching duels. Speaking of, I didn't highlight Nebraska's pitcher that on Sun or uh, Monday. Yeah, the season finale. That dude was was pitching phenomenally. You know, almost went the distance and was just making Michigan State look silly, and then also was hitting like a machine and running the bases like crazy. Dude was diving into second, sliding into home. You know, he was cranking balls. I'm like this guy's a pitcher, so he was a stud. So shout out to him. You know, it's always fun to kind of watch those guys that can do both. So, you know, props to Nebraska's pitcher. I, I'm blanking on the name here, but uh, their Monday starter, that was awesome to watch. I should get you that name real quick. Hold on. Bear with me. His name was uh, Myers. What was it? Jay Myers. Well, Jay Myers, I can't click on your profile. But Myers, their pitcher, what a stud. What a fun guy to watch, though. That's off to him. He he kind of like did it both. He got the runs for him and shut the door. So he won that game by himself almost. But anyways, looking forward for that Iowa series. Michigan State is in the heat of Big Ten play. And guys, go tell your mama you love her. I know Mother's Day just passed, but every day should be Mother's Day. I'm Zach Barnes for Impact. Join us next week, as always, on Warning Track. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Crowd goes wild. This is for all the mamas, grandmamas, great-grandmamas, stepmamas, single mamas. Yeah. All the mamas working more than one job, working real, real hard. Mamas all over the world.